Broncos with Mile High Sports Cody Rourke on the Jim Davis Show. And Cody Rourke is brought to you by Gallagher's Flooring and Modern Classic Motors. He covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports, and he's the host of Locked On Broncos podcast. Cody Rourke. Cody, good morning. I think when we look back uh, when Denver's 1-5, and five, I think there was no way we thought, oh, this team could rattle off five straight wins. And in that stretch, beat Kansas City, beat Buffalo, beat a 7-3, and three, now 7-4 and four Cleveland Browns football team. I think we would have said... You're you're imbibing in that uh, that legal uh, that legal thing here in the state way too much. Uh, it's been an incredible run for the Broncos with five straight victories now, and not always getting it done pretty, but pretty doesn't matter. It's all about the W's. Yeah, I mean that's it. At the end of the day, it's all about winning. It doesn't matter how you do it. it doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. Um, but just the way that these guys have stuck together, Jim, has been super super impressive. And I think the bigger thing too, and the telling sign is that. They could have easily hung it up after one and five. They could have easily been like, you know what, the season's over. I know a lot of us felt like, oh shoot, the season's over. Um, but it was great to see. And, and Denver's obviously, you know, they've battled through and they've overcome some adversity. And uh, now they're rattled off five straight games and they're in the playoff hunt, which is a great sign. Your takeaway from Sunday: uh, once again, the defense forces turnovers. I think it was huge having P.J. Locke out there uh, playing alongside Justin Simmons. Uh, his presence in the back of the defense has become very important for this football team. But just the way that, you know, on the defensive side, I thought the way they got after the Rook, certainly at quarterback, helped, helped the Broncos. But uh, I, I just felt like the, the Denver defense, once again, very opportunistic, and, and that, that secondary continues to play really, really well. Yeah, no, the communication's really good. Having P.J. Locke back was a big, big thing for them. You know, and I think his presence was felt early on in the game on that first drive. Had a big hit and then obviously had a forced pass incompletion. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think that Denver's secondary right now, the guys that they've had, the way that the defense is playing, they've just got a lot of confidence in one another. And, I mean, it's, it's good to see. Like, they're bringing a smash-mouth style of football to it. And look, there's so many people like, oh, Denver's coached to be dirty. They're not. Like, I can tell you this being there every day. These guys, they do, you know, they do near hip. They're taught to do near hip. But, like, when you're in a game and it's full speed, everyone likes to focus on slow motion, slow downs, and things like that. But that's not how the game is played. The game is not played in slow motion. Um, so these guys just, they have a different level of swagger and confidence to them and a belief in one another. And, and they're riding that momentum, Jim, in a really, really big way, which is exciting to see. Cody Rourke with us today, our Broncos reporter on the Team Sports Network, and I thought the way the Broncos just went right at the Browns' defense with the with the running game, I thought that was uh, the, the physicality. I thought that offensive line had one of their their better games up front, uh, con- considering that uh, you know who you're playing and who you're facing on uh, on that side with that really good defensive line. But uh, you know, for the Broncos' run game, I thought it was very impressive what we saw on Sunday. Yeah, 169 yards on the ground. I mean, Jim, that's the formula, right? And I, and Sean Payton told us yesterday that the one thing that he, you know, we were, I think he was asked the question about, you know, are, are there certain things that you know about, like Russ and the game plan, like designing a run, you know, during the week? And he's like, you know, there's some games where we look at it, it's like, all right, hey, we may pull this out. And obviously they did the zone read with Russ on a couple of plays that led to them going up 14 nothing. Um didn't expect to see that against a Miles Garrett team, but because he crashes down so hard, they took advantage of it. So it's a nice little wrinkle to have in your playbook. We haven't seen too much of it this year, but we know that, hey, when it is there and there's looks, Sean Payton will bust it out, which is obviously a great thing. But 
Samaj P. Ryan stepping up in a big way. I thought he had his best game of it, you know, his Broncos career so far on Sunday. And look, they just got to keep riding the momentum, Jim. And uh, they, look, they, they have a good chance. They got five of their six games remaining against AFC opponents. They have a chance to rectify that conference record that's currently three and four. So if they can string up some wins, I think they are going to be in the playoffs. And you mentioned Miles Garrett. And that was one of the concerns. Could the Broncos stop the great edge rusher in Miles Garrett? And and I thought, like you said, with the quarterback run game, there were times that the Miles Garrett got got kind of caught off or out of position, crashing inside, and Denver took advantage. And I thought the offensive line, I thought they did a good job of of, of slowing him down as well. Yeah, no, I thought they did as well because he was the most dangerous man coming into it. He had thirteen sacks in ten games leading up to. Sunday's matchup there, and it's just like, I, does Denver, like, how does Denver protect against him? Do they add extra offensive linemen? Do they add an extra, uh, you know, tight end there? They kind of went with their base personnel, and they really just kept Adam Troutman nearby, but I mean, it wasn't to the extent in which we've you know seen before, like Denver allocating two different tight ends to one side to stop Max Crosby, or anything like that, so I think it gives them a formula, like, that. that's something that works for them, and it's something I feel like when they do play the Raiders again week 18, I mean, who knows how big that game could be, Jim. Um, you know, against some really good pass rushers, I think Denver's got some good tools at their advantage here. Cody Work, Mile High Sports, Locked on Broncos podcast, joining us today on the Team Sports Network. And one of the things that's been a problem for the Broncos for quite some time has been special teams. And as Sean Payton talked about it with Marvin Mims being a central figure in this turnaround, uh, is that they lead the NFL in punt return yardage and kickoff return yardage. Denver special teams have, uh, at once upon a time, been kind of a joke. Now, the special teams renaissance is a big part of why they're so successful. Yeah, uh, and look, it's a big thing for them. I mean, special teams, they, you know, we've talked about it for like the last seven years. Denver special teams units have always had like these spurts or they've had moments in games where they've lost them games. Uh, because of giving up a big, you know, big return. But you know, Denver and themselves on the inverse, they're getting big returns per game. I mean, they're not really Marvin Mims isn't getting many opportunities to actually return the ball in the kick return game. Um, but in the punt return game, I think he's been making good decisions. There were a couple of high punts on Sunday that I was looking at, and you know, you're debating, okay, is he going to return this? He made the right decisions not to return it, and then it gave the Broncos good field position. So it's just smart play all across the board here, Jim. And I think that their kick coverage has been really good. Um, special teams, I mean, they, they have been probably, you know, we talk about turnarounds. They've been one of the biggest turnarounds for this team this season. And Ben Kodwika, the, the special teams coordinator, this, I mean, this is really shows the work that he's put in to get this turned around. He's done a fantastic job guiding those special teams. Yeah, no, he's done a good job. Mike Westhoff has done a good job. You know, I talked to, you know, several key special teams players for Denver, and I, you know, I asked, you know, what's what's been different? Like, what's been the vibe with these guys? And, then, you know, they're great teachers. But more importantly, they make it fun. Like, these guys, it's competitive. Like, these guys have competitive periods with each other, and there's like, you know, I, I don't know how to quite explain it, but, like, these guys feel incentivized to just bust their tail on special teams. You look at Tremont Smith. You look at Justin Sternod. I mean, these guys are some of the De- uh, Denver's top players right now on that unit. And so they're having fun. They're flying around. They're hitting people. It's fun to see, Jim. Good to work with us today. Talking Broncos on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Mentioned P.J. Locke, how important it is to have him in there with Justin Simmons. 
But DJ Jones, the big play on the the reverse that they were trying to run, I'm not sure what the Browns are trying to do there, but he blows that play up, forces the fumble, and and it turns into a big moment in that football game on Sunday. The way DJ Jones has played up front and Mike Purcell, I mean that's that's one of the things I think we've we've talked about a little bit in, in the changing of you know the the change up in regard to who's playing on that defensive front. DJ Jones has been huge for the Broncos during this five game winning streak. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. He's he's played a pivotal role there, and and look, I think that moment Denver needed that because I mean, Jim, it was dicey. It was very very dicey at that point in the fourth quarter. It was seventeen twelve. Browns had the ball. They were driving. Denver gets the stop. Baron Browning gets called for a terrible rough-in-the-passer call. And then all of a sudden it's first and 15, and now you look at where you know the, the Browns are at. It's like, okay, first and 15. Now they're almost to midfield here. And then DJ Jones, they come up and they make a big play when necessary. Like that's, That was like the best ball-don't-lie moment I think we've seen in the NFL in quite some time. It's rare you see it happen in a football game, but – DJ, not only that, he's anchoring against the run. He, he's, he's hard to move. And I think the lineup change of putting him at the end, Zach Allen at the end, and Mike Purcell at nose tackle, that's been, I think, a big turnaround for why Denver's defense has also had a lot of success. DJ Jones is playing really, really good right now. now you, you mentioned the penalty on Baron Browning. We weren't sure if it was Cooper Browning. We couldn't remember which one it was. When we were talking about it earlier. But uh, that one and then the, the penalty on P.J. Locke when he hit Amari Cooper, I, you know, you and I don't always agree on some of these things. We, I think we're in common ground. Even even Buckeye, that was your team that uh, was playing Sunday. That you even agree? That was really you're gonna call you're gonna call that? Yeah, I they those weren't really that egregious to me. Well, so here's where I here's where my frustration was. Like if they would have thrown it in the moment, okay, fine, I, I get it. But what happened was Baron hit him. And then all of a sudden, Barron and the defense, they're, they go off the field. Like Bar- I'm watching Barron sitting on the sideline. He goes and they sit on the bench. And then the ref throws the flag 15, 16 seconds after the fact. That, to me, I think is where I have the issue is that throw it in the moment, okay, that's fine. You know, it's a bang, bang. You can, you can call it that way. But when you throw it 16 seconds after the play had happened, that, to me, I think is just frustrating. And, look, NFL officiating this year is not that good. We're seeing it all across the board. We saw it in the, the Bills-Eagles game. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the league, but something's got to change because this simply isn't a good product, and it's making things very, very difficult to watch for, uh, you know, I think football fans in general. All right, one final thing. It was another just, you know, to me, not flashy, not gaudy numbers effort for Russell Wilson. What, 134, but he, but he did a nice job in the run game, had a rushing touchdown, threw for a touchdown, the numbers of people are still screaming. They're not good enough for a guy that's making $25 million a year. They've won five straight. It's not flashy, but it's but it's very Russell Wilson-esque, isn't it? In a lot of the yeah. things that he's that he's doing right now that he didn't do last year when now they've already won more game more games this year than they won last year. I, I just don't get what people want from Russell Wilson. Yeah, the numbers aren't gaudy. They've won five straight. What do you want, people? Flash or yeah. or or W's. I'll I'll take W's. Thank you. One hundred percent. That's the biggest key here, though. It's, it's just all about winning games, and you know Denver's doing that. They're finding ways to win now, and I, I think that's where so many people get so caught up in all the craziness of what's going on. I just think that hey, you know how hard it is to win in the NFL. The Russ is playing clean. The Broncos are winning. I don't know what more people want from Russell Wilson. Like I think some people would be okay if Russ threw for like five hundred yards and Denver lost. Like that's 
that's the vibe that I get from people who are so fixated on how many yards he's throwing for. So um, he's winning. That's what he was brought in to do is to help the Broncos win games. He's doing just that. And even in the play, he turn, turns over at the fumble. He's trying to run. He's, he's got a first down. You know, a positive play that turns into a negative play because he fumbles it. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where if he gets, he holds the ball too long, gets sacked, strips sack, turns it over. That's where you lose your mind a little bit, or or just a, a bad read and makes a, a terrible throw. I'll, I'll take him trying to come up with a plus play, and he turns it over. Denver's defense went out, didn't turn into points for Cleveland because there are people who are like, oh, see there he goes, turn the football over. Well, the defense was able to come up with the stop, and they get the win, and and he had another really solid game. Hey, Cody, yep. appreciate it, man. I know you have to get to, have to get to the dealership, get your car checked out. Uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday about the Texans. Appreciate you guys so much. Have a good rest of your day, and go Tigers. All right, thank you. Cody Ork, My Life Sports, Locked on Broncos podcast.